to say how's your soul and then i was going to correct it to how's your heart and then i was going to you know but i i like the word soul even and i certainly went through a period as a buddhist where i um i did not Anatman. <laughs> yeah yeah like i don't want to say whatever my soul because that's the thing that we don't but like it's a pretty convenient word for like how is your overall holistic sense of who you think you are <laughs> yeah 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 or even under that just yes just the general tone like i i guess that would always be what i think the tone is but there is the tone <laughs> right wait a minute um yeah I, I i'm i'm definitely uh struggling um just having been raised so much in England and having traveled in Ukraine and Russia and feeling, um, I don't know, uh, just things happening that I did not expect to see in my lifetime. And so I, it's hard for me to actually kind of, it seems to be almost there under the surface for the last, you know, 10 days or so. So, yeah. um, yeah, I mean that my to 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 not admit that would be strange, and uh, so I, yeah. I I feel a certain level of a perpetual a kind of anxiety, and then my my question was, well, to what extent does one all all the things that we're what are we to think about and and what are the what are the amounts what is this the, the soul the soup the soul the soup for the soul what is the best way to attend to the soul you know and how much do i want to study about what is going on and 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 what do i do and what do i not do and what is the right way to be i feel like one of the greatest challenges in the modern era the cyber era is how to edit and curate and but we're just bombarded with so much um suffering on a daily level even not in a time of of of, of war it just it's it's a kind of overwhelming and i don't really have an answer uh um no i know it, i remember when we lived in in Bowie, arizona our teacher telling us that we should you know 15 know minutes just enough news to know <laughs> if we if there was to know if there was a war if there was war in benson um which was you know uh, unlikely and um i don't know what an, an hour's drive away or something i don't necessarily feel that way but i i do struggle with this line and and i, I will also say that i don't i can't speak for all jews and i boy i bet there are a lot of jews who really appreciate that i'm not speaking for all jews but um mm -hmm. and them in particular um as a good buddhist that you are on earth i am <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but um but i'd be surprised if there are many of us who are raised jewish who aren't feeling pretty tender about this watching this situation yeah, unfold in, in, right in, now. indeed indeed and um and i don't know you know this there are certain bits of news that i feel like are so important that I need to pay attention. And, um, and at the same time, um, I, f I feel like we have a, a media, whatever, a media industrial complex that is designed <laughs> around doing its best to convince me that that's where the news is at any given time. 
that, that, that we're always in that state. So, so where do I take yeah. my cues from when it's time to pay attention? I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, this, this one in a way feels obvious, but then, yeah, what am I doing with it? What am I doing with that? Yeah. Yeah. Information. I had a conversation with a friend last night about context, a, a text conversation about context and reality and whether all truths are contextual. And in the context of that conversation, I sent this video of a woman playing violin in a, you know, in a, which whatever was lovely enough, but in the context she's playing underground while her city's being bombed and just this, you know, beautiful and mournful, I dare say semantic sound, um, almost and um oof blah, blah, yeah blah, blah, blah. yeah yeah. Um, yeah yeah i feel real tender about this thing and um that which leads the heart to be tender that's probably generally a good thing when i'm reminded of what's going on in a way that i feel love and um yeah. and love is often you know love compassion is often tied up in sadness um in sharing mm. sadness and sharing the pain in another you know i have since not rebelled slightly but well maybe against the 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 diet of of what we are to take in um, relative to my years with my Buddhist teacher, Geshe-la, and and I feel in my conversion to Christianity, it's been a really um, fruitful for me to to include Martin Luther King Day within the church and the the and include and go to black churches and go to white churches and mixed churches and feel. Uh, yeah, there should be a separation of church and state, but not body politic and soul. You know, not the spiritual life involves interconnectivity, and one of the ways in which we connect is through this, you know, sacred information about what is going on and trying to parse through it and deal with it. And I, I do feel that at least for me, there was a disconnect that was made, and maybe it was necessary for that part of my spiritual life. I do not know. Yeah. But I do. I did feel a lack. Not that we didn't sometimes go to prisons, prisons, or or grade prisoners' papers, or that there wasn't. There was outreach and there was stuff going on. However, I felt a kind of as if it was not a part of it in a way, like some adjunct, as opposed to as core as everything else for me now. It's not like I compartmentalize some area of my life, but I do think it's wise not to overdo the, the, the consumption of media or the consumption of anything, uh, in excess. And I do think we're in great danger of being in that. And it produces a great deal of anxiety and not necessarily always the beautiful sadness that can en enrich a soul that All you right. were talking I about. Agree. Um, I agree. I, I dare say it was a different time. And, um, and I know every, generation says that every generation says that <laughs> but um i do think that uh those years 
lolling about in the desert studying um, where I had no idea what was going on politically. I had no idea much what was going on in the world. I never saw the news. I was oblivious. Um, yeah, me, me too. But it was real different. It felt real different. It it kind of felt okay. We had this, I don't know. I felt, I, I, you know, I felt pretty good about the guy who was in the White House for much of that. Um, I mean, not, you know, I don't know. They're all a bunch of turkeys, but at the same time, I wasn't, I just wasn't that stressed about it. Like it was all like yeah. mostly business as usual. I mean, I remember being excited um, on the campus <clears throat> when we elected the first black president and, um, and with a friend who was Mexican, who, you know, we were watching on a shared computer in, you know, in the middle of the desert and, yeah. um, and sort of, you know, this Mexican French friend who was very skeptical of the sort of, you know, sense of American exceptionalism around him had this moment where he was like, okay, this, I'll give you this yeah. one is pretty cool. And, yeah. um, and, and I don't know, I didn't feel, needed like i don't know what i'm doing now but uh, yeah needed to be present with people and what's going on i don't know oh it's so yeah. intense it's such an intense time needing to be vigilant i feel the need to be vigilant and i don't know what that means again i feel like it's something that was trained into me by my grandparents generation by the you know my jewish grandparents generation um that this yeah. is a time we've been warned about or something and to be careful that during the so-called good times when a yeah. man who has dark skin is in an office that's been held by white-skinned folk there's all kinds of things going on and yeah. Yeah. i my my sure. response was somewhat juvenile now i I feel that there is a mature spiritual, a more mature spiritual response to be had, and that that was a season, and there was a preciousness to it, was there? But there was an aspect to it that felt a little bit like head in the sand, mm -hmm. and I did feel that over the years with Gishul as I was traveling, I, I felt this kind of like, and it did create a myopicness and a sort of strange exceptionalism within a, a group that almost prides itself in, in not necessarily knowing really what's going on. And yeah. I, I think there is some beauty to be taken in someone who's turned off the TV and the computer and gone and done something else. And that is really, I'm not um, suggesting that that isn't profound and that perhaps uh, you could be doing more work and good work for, for all of humanity and helping the very situations that you don't even necessarily know about. I do have faith in that reality. However, uh, it's proved far more spiritual and exciting to me to unfold everything into the spiritual life and not create sacred, profane lines and to be very weary of creating those lines and creating those lines quickly or prematurely or without forethought or just because maybe it's easier and we tend towards what's because to me an engaged 
a highly engaged spirituality on all fronts is the most exciting. Now, to be able to engage in that way may require years of turning things off. Yeah. So I so so it's it is a matter of timing and and almost like guidance of spirit. You know, like like yeah, okay, that was precious. Being able to hang out and really go deep into the nature of reality or the nature of love, and not be um frankly um distracted uh, and be in a state of distraction uh, because of all those incoming messages that the world is blaring at us. Well, it's a um, very, it, and we were told, right? We were taught that um, the, the spiritual life of a householder, so to speak, right? What, essentially tantric practice, walking in the world, being in the world as a bodhisattva, as a an ostensible lay practitioner who walks through their day at every moment alive with their spiritual practice, that this is a most advanced practice indeed. And um, I don't like that's my practice, but I don't know if I'm ready for it. I I'm trying to do it. And, um, and I may oversell my capacities. The, the yeah. and I, I guess I'm trying to, I don't know, push at a a dichotomy that I think of in myself that I may have backwards, which is like I see myself as failing sometimes to appreciate the mundane or the simple or the obvious things that I should tend to, when it's so much easier for me to to fall into the the highfalutin patterns of spirituality when I do it in an overt way. But of course it is. And, um, and, and it's, 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 it's really hard when I'm not doing very spiritually spiritual things to remember to be spiritual when I'm doing the outwardly ordinary to remember Mm. the extraordinary Mm. is incredibly difficult. Oh yeah. And that for me, that has been, oh, to, to let go of so much of that outward support and the shimmer of spirituality and the excitement of it and the and the glow of it and i have to say i find i'm finding more now in my 50s i find i'm i mean i don't know it's not all the time but i'm finding a great peace in the demands of daily life and you know, really give, seeing places where I had so much tension and resistance around the strangest things and now just finding myself sweeping or cleaning or cooking w- w- with like, like it, it's like you're in the temple receiving a teaching. I mean, I do, th- I don't, I'm saying it's not going all the time, but the feeling that there, there can be an inner vocation that is always feeding those outward acts or, or a lot of the time and and then there's even something to like bring it on the more mundane the better thank you saint benedict absolutely he's like little to his little monks he's like you know most of this is just you know day-to-day stuff you know and so he's like we got to find a way to be spiritual while we make cheese and beer you know (laughs) like like um so so it's uh that that certainly is a I don't know how, honestly, I don't know how well I'm hitting that mark. I really, 
I've, I'm not, I'm not very good at it. I'm not, I don't, I don't know. That's maybe that's a shitty. We thing are not very good at it. I don't believe anyone is very good at it. And it takes incredible, <laughs> pra- I think it takes incredible practice, mm. like decades of it, like yeah. decades of the householder life, oh, like decades so of thinking. It's so hard, you know. It's so hard not to get swept away in, I'm a guy with a job and um, I'm a guy with two jobs and a kid and and I just got to go and get the stuff done and, you know, yeah. bring home the bacon and do what's, and, um, and what does that have to do with? with my soul or the souls of others, there's just stuff to be done. And then, you know, lo and behold, I do a bunch of that. And then when I don't for a moment, I feel empty, you know, then I become dependent on the rat race that I resent and depend on. Then I'm tired. I'm beleaguered. I'm working so hard trying to get this done and that done, these responsibilities, those responsibilities. And then I get to yes. s- sit still for a moment and I'm very uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I've redefined myself as a, you know, as a contestant of the rat race. And, um, and then, for, you know, for, for, for what I, you know, for what, then I don't know how to be still, how to be peaceful with my family, with myself. Oh, with my, my poor little self. Um, than who I don't know how to be with. Yeah, yeah, and and to me the it comes down to 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 details like well okay I do have all these outer vocations as a husband as a father as a yoga teacher as a dharma teacher as a builder we have these outer vocations and then there's the the it's the details of like I don't know I was doing dishes last night. And I wanted to rush through them to get to the thing I really wanted to be doing. And i it's a constant catching myself or I'm doing some project building and I try to, um, I want to get through some aspect of it so I can get onto the cooler stuff. And then the inner vocation, which, what was it? Well, did you, you know, you, you were sitting this morning and you prayed, my, my inner vocation today is to be pe- at peace, to move through my day peacefully. This is a very high vocation for a human being. And, and then to just remember that that was the vow I made in the morning. And you just, okay, I'm not going to push through the dishes. I'm not going to push through making the meal. I'm not going to push through. It's the push. I'm not going to drive faster. No, I'm going to drive five miles below the speed limit. I'm not right. going to do that. And they're little, these are like, they're tricks, but they're not really, t- I mean, they're, to me, it's, you can paint broad brushstrokes and be like, I'm in the rat rate or I'm in the, but that inner vocation is, it is truly always available. It is available to, um, you know, or at least to bring it up into is remembrance, it- at least to bring it up <laughs> into remembrance. If- I don't know if that's true. I, 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 it, that's you know, why it I just said, that's why I said at least to bring it up into the mind is the thing you're striving for. That's why that was I the par- yeah, parent. I know, I know. I'm, I'm questioning yeah. even that. I mean, that's, this oh, is, uh-huh, uh-huh. 
to say that it's always, it's like saying it's always available to remember the object in meditation. And uh, it doesn't seem to be. I mean, it's not even a metaphor. It, yeah, it I think that. it's that. And that's why it's good to start in the body because when you're doing the dishes and you want to get through them, uh, the body tenses. Uh, your yeah. stance becomes strange. You're not in a Tadasana stance. Uh, to just stand at the dishes properly is a practice. It's a yoga or to stand at the stove. And then you find, I find if I tune into the body, but then one has to remember that to then remember the, the inner vocation, which may be peace that day or patience or whatever we're working on for that six month period or month period. But I, I, the body can kind of be, a, if we can remember to move to, move to our, our, our deeper soulful worldview through the physical yoga of our day, yes. if that, uh, that I have found helpful too. I don't want to make any claims about whether it's forget always available or not. Just how can we bring about the object coming to mind more readily? Well, and, um, right. and of course, the more we do, the more we can. And there's nothing like practice. There's yeah, there's nothing. <laughs> like there's nothing like habit. There's nothing like a, a yeah. history of having brought the mind back to the object that brings the mind back to the object. Nothing. Yeah, uh, that I'm aware of. Um, uh, well, you know, maybe <laughs> I should say uh, attraction to the object, right, is another mm -hmm. thing that um, mm -hmm. that can have that power. Um, you know, you know, and often, yeah, exactly, attraction to the object. Because I realize there's many ways in which I don't want to embrace peace, because I have a habit of inner violence. I have a habit of being violent to myself and to my world. Right. There is yeah. a violence in my bones. And therefore, when we're trying to create different vibrations of being, when we're at the kitchen sink doing the dishes, that is not easy because, you know, you know, you know, so much premium is placed on efficiency and quickness and a sort of puritanical effort and a kind of a mechanical. It's an art doing the dishes. It's not just a mechanical act. There's all kinds of artistry in all the daily tasks and the physical. And it's not simply, you know, I remember uh, Gary Snyder had uh, an American poet who wrote Practice the Wild and Turtle Island and kind of got me out of New York City and into the woods a little bit in the mountains and, and got me thinking about things. Neil He's, Cassidy. Yeah. Right was his uh, his secret name was in, a uh, I did, uh, in the works of Kerouac. Kerouac in the, in the way, oh, Neil oh, he oh he's Neil Cassidy. Oh, thank you for that. I never knew that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so Neil Cassidy, you know, is yeah. often is 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 in outside of Tokyo, I believe, and uh, he's yeah. in a monastery and he's stacking the wood, and the wood is like, oh, like I don't know, thirty twenty thirty yards from where they have to put the wood in. You know, where they, where they, st and he goes, you know, there's a really nice place. He goes to the abbot. There's a really nice place to stack the wood um, right near the stove. And the Zen master <laughs> is like, don't ever come to me again with that kind of a question. Thank you. <laughs> like, and, and, and Gary took it to mean like the wood pile is exactly where we want it. We've had it. And, and the inefficiency, there's a purpose to it. Just do, just, just fit in right now and just do the life of a monk. I don't want your opinions about how to run the monastery more efficiently. And 
you know, while that can be taken to an extreme, yes, and it sounds <laughs> yeah. it sounds a little it sounds a little zenny. It definitely was what Gary Snyder <laughs> it's not needed. A little zenny. Yeah, right. yeah, totally. it's, <laughs> you know, it's, it's got that like, zenny. oh, oh, monk, be quiet. You don't know why we. But you know, and for me, I, I took it to. I, I like walking under the stars to get my wood now, a little yeah. bit from the house and not have and split it a little away from the the home where where, where we. So it's quieter when people are just. There's all kinds of reasons, but just that specific thing alone. And I chop I wood. I have a relationship with uh, efficiency, also. That is me too, um, and it's sexy. It's, <laughs> it is, and definitely borders on unhealthy for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I you know, I really have a hard time, for example, watching my wife do a task like the dishes. Right, like she'll oh, do yeah, you're a like, dish, do- <laughs> dry that one dish, go put it in the cabinet. You know, like I'm like, what the fuck are you sequencing? Doing? You know, like, sequencing, come on, it. You know, like, are you kidding me? Can we get like, some I Henry just, Ford like, action? Cannot watch wasted movement, and um, and that reveals something, right, about efficiency of movement in myself. How how yeah. much it's tied up in mental illness. <laughs> but and there it's can a be a pushing. there can be a great. I, I almost want to say evil. Um, it's a strong word um, in the excesses of efficiency. And I think we're yeah. in the pickle we're in right oh, yeah. now because oh, of God, it. Yeah. We have some notion uh, that um, getting a petroleum on a, a gas on a ship that uses gas to get across an ocean is efficient. And it, it, it or mass means of production or Adam Smith and his notions that this is a somehow, this is a vast efficiency. And there's some truth to that, or the, or, yeah, or, yeah, or the, the, you know, the, the efficiency of fascism, which uh, looks to shave off. It's right where the, I was headed. Right, the the burrs, the uh, abhorrent, abhorrent um, Com- edges, competition are, and which like do that. not fit <laughs> right into yeah. the smooth running of the machine as it is understood today by the simplest, least creative mind. Yeah. Efficiency, efficiency at what cost and the cost has been, and we are stamped in it. We have been brought up in a culture that is absolutely i believe it, it has made an yeah. idol of efficiency to where right. we have a machine for everything and that has created <laughs> a, a a lot of in, inefficiency i believe even you you could make an argument that there's a there is a there <laughs> sure, is a sure. point that 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 becomes highly inefficient like uh, the sure. amount of objects that i own that i don't know how to fix for example right. or yeah. the amount of while it creates interdependence and need of others and sharing of goods, <laughs> it also creates a deep dependence and sort of right. a, a yeah. kind of juju. But if it's d- dependence on someone in Tuscaloosa right now and they, <laughs> they're not available. <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's not, Don't it's we get nice frustrated it creates and dependence on your next door neighbor who is <laughs> home. That's a different matter. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I have this like refrain in my head every time something goes wrong with a, you know, my computer or my phone or my, you know, my iPhone 
you know, robot or whatever, you know, like technology, you know, replacing yesterday's problems with the problems of tomorrow. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> <laughs> nice little jingle that no one would ever really use to promote anything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right. We had all these like silly recording issues, you know, this morning. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you know, it's just like the complications of incredibly efficient, incredibly profound technology um, that we're working yeah. on sitting on. And it's it's made us terribly flabby and terribly um, impatient, hey. and and <laughs> and terribly flabby and terribly impatient. Uh, you know, like I don't mean flabby physically. I mean flat. I mean, fl- however, <laughs> I mean no, no. I I actually don't mean. I mean like flabby of mind and flabby of just kind of. It's made us kind of. Um, it does. It really has had a profound um, effect on the human being, right? This, this, uh-huh. it, it, it has moved us into areas where I, I don't know exactly how we come back from the precipice we're on relative to precisely what we're talking about. I don't, Oof. I don't really. Oh, that's s- scary. Yeah, it doesn't that's feel. Scary. And then I that's f- the thing, and that's the thing in Europe. I don't know how we come back from this precipice world. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't see the, I don't, I don't. Yeah. That's, that's what's so scary. I don't see yeah. how we go back. So how do we go forward? And, uh, and it doesn't seem, yeah, it doesn't. And that's, this is uh, right. This is like conservatism versus um, mm. liberalism, yeah. maybe. Um, yeah. uh, which is like, um, yeah, maybe, well, right. Yeah. Perhaps, perhaps, right. Like that there is no, um, that I think that those of us who are, you know, particularly liberal leaning, um, or dare I say leftist or leftist. (laughs) Yes. Yes. uh, Leftist. uh, Yeah. Well, (laughs) (laughs) there's a tendency to disbelieve or or that that uh conservatism is um is just a misunderstanding is just a a a mistaken belief in the possibility of backwards moment my backwards movement my son asked me in the car yesterday am i getting younger he asked i said no son Mm. You know, mm. we are none of us getting older. He I, asked, you know, why? You know, why do I have gray in my hair? You know, and do, do I? Well, he was like, well, you don't have wrinkles, at least. And I was like, well, I don't know. Look around here, around the eyes, and like he was like, well, mommy doesn't have wrinkles, and and I'm like, well, okay, yeah, cool, you know, and um, mm. and mm. Uh, yeah, like he was like, I, miss, well, I, I, I might be missing your line of thought when you say conservatism. Yeah. What are you, what are you referring to in this well, line of thought? I'm I'm the idea that we could put any <laughs> that uh, that this moment is not a genie out of the bottle, but each moment anew is any other than a genie out of the bottle. That we could sort of uh, preserve the old ways, or have the old ways, or go back to the old ways. The idea that what we really want to happen in Europe is for Putin to just get it roll back the tanks, go, go back, bring them back, go, let it go. Like, this is not what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen, but it's not going to un, he's not going to go back. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. Okay. But it's not, it's not going to go back 
to there's Russia and then there's Ukraine in that same way in the in the in the compromise that existed right you know I don't know a month ago like it's not it doesn't right. go back time doesn't go back son yeah right? and this is what yeah. I'm what he's he's asking me you know am I getting younger and and I'm saying I'm getting older and I you know everyone is only getting older no one's getting younger we're only getting older and that that's just true and that is and but we are and we are in denial about that and there is some inevitability that it's easy to try to avoid that somehow um we can i don't know ever in any way go back to the way things were firmi's paradox see affirmy <laughs> um, <laughs> um, um, however in taking f- political f- philosophy courses and studying Rousseau's social contract and looking at his go back to nature kind of uh, to simplify his beautiful thought um, or, or to get into a Walden Thoreauian mindset what I would like to see, is there a way to go back that is a profound moving forward? Is there a way to cast our glances backwards, but using and being with all that all that is, we can't turn back. iPhones exist, TVs exist, nuclear bombs exist. We can't turn. However, could we educate ourselves in such a way that we'd be thrilled when we hear that the GDP or the GMP is down, that everyone, you know what? Consumers, <laughs> consumer, consumer spending is down this quarter, which means we've, we've bought less stuff and the world's it, it less good. hot. Like, like that part of what happened was good. You and, see. And a lot of us, you know, did very well in that time. Even the poor dummies um, the the vast corporate yeah. entities um, made record profits in in this time of crisis Indeed. when GDP was down. Indeed. Now that that's that's a related subject. I'm I'm kind of trying to refer to the whole. I mean, and it ties into our efficiency question. Um, there, I mean, you, you can imagine landfills have probably been filled more than they ever have during COVID. People are emptying out their houses. They're also buying a lot of, we're buying a lot of new stuff, uh-huh. but there does seem to be a staying put and making beautiful what one has. And I, yeah. I guess I make a plea in myself yeah. for a continual effort at simplification uh-huh. and a, a, it has to, and it, to me, it's related to the peace that, that inner vocation that if we can truly try to have 75% less stuff in our house and really only have the stuff we touch and use and that gives us good, these are profound strides. And really, could we lower consumer spending? And, you know, what if we did drop the from 72 to 69 and drop three degrees? The effect on carbon would be massive. All these little actions, they're crucial, right? Like they're and we talk about it like it has to be some top-down thing, or now we're screwed. This isn't. We can't reverse many of the, the the things that are happening, but we can still do this. 
And so I, some, some part of me hopes that this war is somehow the hand of the divine to try to bring to a head oh. this excessive dependency and fear around not having petroleum and gas that we, we can move less over this planet, Ben. Uh -huh. We can be more put. We don't have to seek outer markets. Certain countries do, but the extent to which we don't need goods and services from, from, from beyond our borders or beyond our, even our nearest communities well, then I, I think we have to be looking at that all the time. And a spirituality that is divorced from that, I, I feel is putting your head in the sand. I, I, do, I do feel we are, you said we're in a different time. And in a sense, that's true in the sense that like, for example, during, during this time of COVID, I've never really had to pay such close attention to the news. We have a semi, a quasi dictator as the American president and we have COVID, and now we have a war where it is incumbent. I, I never had it where the news actually affected my life. Like I actually need to know certain stuff to get through my day. Like it's always been sort of a far off thing for me, the news. And it's not that way now, in a way. No, it's, no. A, it's a new era. And so you make a good point at the beginning to say like, yeah, but no, it's not the Obama years. No, that's not where we are. True. But, but we can make an argument that democracy was on a shoestring during that time. We can well, make it, and that we always need to be on our toes. And, and well, and it's hard, you know, you know, there's also something, I don't know, like you said about interdependence. I mean, the dream is, is that we, you know, we depend on ourselves and depend on our neighbor in a way such that, mm -hmm. you know, we feel our prosperity tied to theirs. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, and, that's the most, that's, that's so beautiful, you know. <laughs> well, that's the, you know, the idealistic version of globalism. Um, oh, yeah, right. You know, is that somehow we, we are searching to find everyone's perfect role in this society such that we all need one another and we all depend on the, the success, the thriving of, of each yeah, of each station, of each individual station, um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know, I and I'm not, I don't know, right? These are all theories, right? These are all right, theories, and right. it's 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 just so it's just so complicated, and it's easy to have a cockamamie theory, um, and um, and anyone who calls me naive for thinking that is is naive for thinking that the answer doesn't lie in my direction either. I don't know. I don't know. I know I'm naive. Yeah, I, hope, yeah. I hope they know they are too. <laughs> yeah, here's one way in which the naivety finger is pointed at me. You think you're, these little individual actions are, I mean, I mean, the, the earth is, we're just, we're screwed. Like that, that kind of response. Like, and I, I, like, no, it really does matter that you only go to the store once a month to try to get the, and then it really does matter that I planted a garden and it really does matter that I try never to use plastic bags and never drink out of, you know, plastic water bottles. It really does matter that I don't leave the running water when I brush my teeth. It is, does matter that I take a short shower and turn it off when I soap up. It does matter. Like it, all those little things, but, but what my children are being told 
kind of sometimes explicitly and sometimes implicit, just kind of almost without being spoken, is that, you know, there's not really a lot you can do, buddy. And well, then, well, then, then the individual, I think, I just hope that all of us as individuals can feel empowered about the relationship between our poultry efforts. Mine are poultry. I'm still doing so many things that don't make sense with the environment and are so big and part of the problem. And, but that if those individual actions don't matter, well, then I, I don't really matter on some level. Then if, if, if I'm feeling that way, well, well yeah. then, then, I, then I don't matter. What do you mean, Dad? It doesn't matter whether I use a plastic bag or, oh, son, it's got to be, this has got to be a top-down thing where they just ban plastic bags and then, you know, find jobs for the plastic bag makers in like a solar industry. I don't know. You know, like, I don't know, son. You know, and it, well, how can you say that? It, 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 and the children do feel this. So there's an anxiety well, around I'll like, tell you, though, that most of those children, most of the people who... Mm. who have this attitude that you're talking about aren't using plastic bags <laughs> yeah they're not yeah right some it's of them not... are some of them are some of them sure are. some but, of them are yeah, but i mean yeah, yeah. yeah well i mean and it's not that i never do and i you know and i also make some efforts that are uh, uh, certainly imperfect and um but generally speaking that's a conversation happening among people who yes are are trying and are feeling frustrated by the the yes. lack of, of fruit that their efforts can can bear. Yeah. yeah, I just can't quite see why. You see, the people in power who are put in democracies, who are put into power because of their connection quite often with finance, and therefore there's a way in which their hands are tied, such that the people in power aren't preaching, dial it down, we're running too hot drive less. We're really concerned about the price of your gas. We've got to keep the gas prices down. Well, well, you know, they really went high in France and France got really serious about certain things relative to uh, more clean energy sources. You know, let it be 50, $15. Now I understand it means that there's people who have to drive to work and it's a terrible burden. Is there something we can work out? But in general, let's take, yeah, don't, don't shop once a week. Shop for once a month, figure it out. Like we will figure out how to deal with high gas prices. Oh, yeah. How could we not be crying out for, literally after the global warming report we just got, how are we not crying out for dialing it down? How, how come there aren't, um, from the, the government voices, like don't run the water when you brush your teeth. Don't let run, run, run the water while you're rinsing a dish. Don't do that. You know, don't, don't take an unnecessary drive in the country. Don't do that. Like there's none of that kind of like, you know, our heroes, just the way they're doing it sort of around race and around um, Me Too movement and Black Lives Matter and these extraordinary movements. I don't see in the most terrifying thing that's ever faced the human race, which is not nuclear weapons and it's not Putin, it's global warming. And I don't see that intensity in my life and in the lives around me, even among people who are trying, I guess. And I'm, yeah. I'm just, and that leads to that anxiety we spoke to at the yeah. beginning. You don't even have to really read the papers to feel that you can, you know, uh, so I, I, I'm left with like, well, what, what, what do we do? <laughs> you know, yeah. I, what, what do we I do? 
I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I I don't know. And I again, I don't I don't know what what the future holds. You know, my my fear is that what is in line with my experience is that humanity has extraordinary capacity to to act to adjust to adapt to mm. overcome but mm. that it is typically dependent upon calamity and it's got to be manifest typically and um and i quite right i don't want it to be that way but that but that's that's what I see. That's what I tend to see. That's... Uh, I think, you know, Rabindranath Tagore, the, 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 the Hindu poet, I may have said this to you before, uh, was expressed some, some kind of beautiful jealousy, if you will, of, of Paramahamsa, uh, Sri Ramakrishna, uh, <laughs> uh, and said that, you know, he would go into samadhi um, when he would see, you know, white swans go across a black, stormy sky you know above calcutta uh i was driven uh, through calamity and most of yes. us don't see a, a a field of daisies and and yes. realize the nature of reality and go into some beautiful yeah. thing and and it, it seems to be that it is we, it is calamity and and that and and that seems to be what christianity so beautifully teaches yeah, is, to, is the is the use of is the transformation yeah. of suffering and the and the um and and the role it has to play? So I'm kind of with you. Like it 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 does feel that way, at least in my life. So you, sh you know, shit hits the fan, and then I, I it's like I, I I have to step up and change. I have to the the heartache causes a a deep inward looking that causes me to change. So well, and the the strongest human coping me mechanism that I am aware of is denial. And, uh, de <laughs> but if you're aware and, of it, I'm sure I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah. There's the, there's the, yeah, I'm reminded of it every aware. time it doesn't work out. You know, <laughs> I'm reminded right. of it, you know, with meaningful regularity. Every yeah, time yeah. I thought, in large ways and small ways, every time yes. I thought that for a moment I was kind of getting away with one, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, no mm -hmm. one died this week, you know, close to me or no one died within, mm -hmm. you know, two mm -hmm. degrees of separation from me or something this week. Whew, I dodged another one. I don't have to think about it this week. I don't have to think about the fact that it's coming for me. I don't have yeah. to. Yeah, I don't have to pay attention for another moment, and um, but that that and that uh, that's nice to imagine to act like there's no such thing as mm, uh, right in order, right? Uh, Putin nuclear weapons, global warming, death. Right, like the the you know the big uh, inevitability. The big four. Yeah, there we go. It's a new list in order. Right, ordered by like inevitability, and um, you know, uh, it's it's. Uh, I didn't. Uh, you know, I'm trying yeah. to avoid. 
what cannot be avoided um, temporarily. And, and, and I should, and it, it's not, that's not even right, wrong. Right, right. I mean, it's not right, to right. say somehow right. I shouldn't avoid uh, walking into oh. traffic. It, it is right that I do. And, um, but that I'm keeping a ball in the air and, um, and the, and the, you know, what's the fun of keeping the ball in the air when, it, you know, if I spend the whole time thinking about the ball being on the ground or, yeah. or like, I, yeah. I want to. Yeah. And that's what we get. That's how the conversation started. To what extent do we think this is a, it's a very hard balance to, yeah. to, to strike. And last week was so hard. I yeah. found it very hard. I couldn't work the day after the declaration, the, the, not the declaration of war, because it's not. It's just some, some, some. What is he calling it? Special operation. It's not a declaration yeah. of war. Um, but um, I just couldn't work. Couldn't work. Couldn't do it. And then I went to work the rest of the week, um, this last week, uh, um, and I just thought about being incinerated or ashes in my mouth. And, um, and I, and I got this feeling it's okay. Like it would be the worst thing. It would be, and, 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 and it's okay. There, there, there has to be some extraordinary gestalt or reformation of a, a dialing down on a level that humanity is so ramped up. It, it's going to require something quite quite miraculous i think mm. i think that's something quite out of that uh, uh, that miracle i suspect will be <laughs> viewed as other than a miracle depending on the eyes of the beholder yeah, I, perhaps I, my guess I, is whatever that is some will see it as miraculous and some will not and in or, or perhaps to the extent that we're unified, we'll all see it as calamitous for those whom it was directly and indirectly calamitous for, and the rest that are able to do something will f maybe finally, you know, I don't know, it's something. I mean, you know, the eradication of the human species through nuclear warfare would be a real miracle, uh, indeed, for the roach population. I mean, the it's, road. Yeah, <laughs> and, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. With our, with our, apparently we have 30 million uh, species of bugs of which we've only identified a million. We probably lost countless species of bugs. There's no bugs on our windshield anymore. And all the little critters that all the bigger critters rely on are, are, are fast. It's a very strange, uh, so uh, every, every element, every area we, you mentioned, you go deep and it's like, it feels like a kind of a, something miraculous. Uh, is is needed, and um, and uh, I, I I kind of believe something miraculous may happen. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, mean, I have I is, have a hope um, in that. I have a hope in that. You know, there's a. And I'm always, you know, I, I tend to be uncomfortable with that word, of course, but um, mm. I I, I mm. will say that each moment anew each new genie out of the bottle um yeah seems impossible that in in the right frame of mind or in a certain frame of mind it's you can't help but look around your world look around your room look around society and marvel that this moment should be just as it is marvel at the impossibility of all that would have had to have fallen into some strange and perfect place 
for this, for any of these moments, yeah, for any yeah. moment to unfold exactly how it, how it is. Um, and um, in a way, you know, such that no moment feels other than miraculous, um, which means that a miracle can't be defined as that which is, you know, the occurrence of that which is impossible. Um, and if that's not the case, then of course, miracle is possible and miracle is the only thing that ever has happened. And then, then, then sure, you know, we, I don't know what's to come. I don't know. Uh, pain seems, um, pain seems a steady drumbeat though. Yeah. And, um, and how to embrace that. Yeah. How to live with that, how to live with a knowledge of pain, an awareness of pain in a way such that it heightens joy or, or deepens your surrender into the joy of the moment. How to, yeah. Yeah. This is, and you're, and hearing you say that does sound different than from say a decade ago. I don't know as you would have quite put it that way. Um, in past conversations that we've had about this, I feel a, a little bit of shift in, in your mind or something around this very topic. Um, I don't know. Don't know. Don't know if I don't know. I don't know either. Because I, I would, I, I would often. I, I that was such a hard subject to bring up within the Buddhist context in which I was trained. Uh, I found it to be a, a subject. And it was the one I was always wanting to deal with, which made it rather interesting for me. And, well, and, and then entering time to train, then I mean, where, right, 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 right. Where are you supposed to get this, you know, resolve from it, it, You know, it doesn't seem to me to happen to many of us. No, no. You know, and, and for, for, for a Christian from Christ, the resolve is a gift from God. And that's a strange kind of thing. I, I don't know. And of course, there's ways to nurture it. How do we make ourselves susceptible to that gift? Well, uh, it's often that's... the question that comes up for me. It's like the gift of having suffering be salvific instead of something that makes me bitter, which it and, often and does. It, you know, a, a Buddhist can say that it's a gift from from Joe Karma, right? From some mysterious deeds done in the past by they know not who. But I think so, I think so. But yeah. at the same time, there seems to be a, a chain of causation. I remember going to hippie school in the desert and studying, even if some some change or some resolve in in having lived that life and having lived the life I live now gives me some sense of resolve and and I don't think it's wrong to call that grace and I don't think that it's wrong to to speak of a pathology through which I uh, arrived at whatever you know equilibrium du jour from which I sit and say <laughs> um t today how, how can I how can I walk with an awareness of what's happening in the world and, and an awareness of, mm. of the inner kingdom. And, and this is, um, I don't know if I can, I, I, I question, I, I mean, I seek to, 
but I, but, but seriously, this conversation in part is, yeah. is based in skepticism about my capacity to do just that. I don't know how I'm doing. I, I don't know how I'm living up to that challenge personally. And I know, right. Um, you and I are in different phases in our lives and, um, I'm in such an active, I mean, it's so the number of balls I'm trying to keep in the air right now, relative to me, you know, uh, just relative to any other time in my personal experience. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's the most, (laughs) you know, it's the most. And, uh, it's rife with the possibility to simply push through things on to the next and in a whirlwind. Yeah. And then when you go to be calm, you're just feeling the, 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 the enervation of the being. And you're like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that sometimes <laughs> is just that pushing, right. That mm. I would like to not be doing is sometimes mm. just exactly what is required to fulfill the things that I promised I would do. Yeah. And yeah, that's kind of what I meant. Yeah. 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 Just pushing, pushing, not pushing past those things. Just simply just getting through the week and doing. Yeah. I got to get get them them done. Uh, There's this much. I promised this, you know, this person, this thing by then. I promised this person, this thing by then. Yeah. Yeah. And what I wish I could have told 27, 28 year old Kevin, Kevin in his thirties was, um, Cultivate inner peace with every single action that you do, Kev. Like, really do it. And you'll get the job done faster. It's really efficient. Peace is very efficient. You I mean, make what the... I would hope 30-year-old Kevin would say back to you, or 30-year-old, you know, or 45-year-old Ben or whatever would say back to you is like, well, duh, I'm trying. But Oh, no, I did No, know? no, no, no. I was, I was addicted to some kind of violence, still am. And I wasn't always trying or even aware that that was the goal. I felt more alive. Oh. It's very hard to embrace the blandness of water when you've gotten used to scotch. And it's very hard to embrace the blandness of food without salt when you've gotten used to lots of flavors. But there oh. is a spiritual maturity that requires much less outward glitter and input that does a, the, the, the cultivation of inner peace is hard when I haven't even bought why I should really cultivate it. It's not such a, well, yeah, I mean, who doesn't want, well, me, like, for example, I, I want, want to want inner peace, you uh, know, uh, like, right, right, right. That's, you correct. know, like, like, That's there's right. a, this is a, this is a difficult sell for a guy who likes the abrasion likes the some of the the spiritual glitter or i don't know if it's surface but where a kind of an addiction to um stimulus in some way and and that can there can and 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 saint john of the cross warns people like kevin and ben to be aware of of excessive intellectual stimulus and bite down on the bit of boredom and what appears tepid to an aspect of your mind, which actually could be a source of great energy and peace. So I, I you know, 
And at the same time, I'm not trying to say we shouldn't uh, continue uh, to use our minds and our intellects and engage in very good conversation. Yeah, but 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 again, but within um, within reason. No, but do I, I have guess, to I'd... be listening to a class, a podcast, a news report, a something? Yes. Yes. You know, every yeah. time I'm in between any other two tasks, yeah, or yeah. during yeah. half of the ones I'm in, yeah, that's a, yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> not like my mind is suddenly going to atrophy to nothing. If I <laughs> certainly not if yours, I it's no don't worries do there. that while I do the dishes today. That's for sure not the case with you, bro. <laughs> and what? I don't think with me either. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, think so. I don't think and so. What's a, and then what? What could my mind be filled with instead while I do the dishes? Yeah. And, um, I'm sorry to be so boring to keep bringing up the same damn thing, but it's so much comes up within these daily tasks. You mean the where, dishes? Where, yeah, <laughs> yeah, where I just always, catch myself yeah, just being so mechanical. And I, I wonder to myself, are you alive, man? What are you doing? Like, you're holding a wooden object and you're taking the dust away. What are you doing? Why are you pushing all the time? I don't understand. And in even decades in now, you know, and and I I have been privy to have a very close friend who's able to enter into some kind of it appears it appears bland to an untrained eye, the way he exists and is it appears so innocuous it's so it and, and it really what it is is it's just this purity of peace and purity of being that it took a while for me to see i could kind of feel it and um i guess i pray for that for myself and for mm -hmm. others I, there's something there there's this in, in, internal spring that is very available to us mm -hmm. and um I, I and i i do believe um, and this has to be well balanced, but mm. I do believe that that has to do with settling into an awareness in those moments where we would otherwise reach out to some other stimulus desperately. And it could be a podcast. It could be a news source. It could be a, um, it could be a methodology of doing the dishes faster or more efficient, <laughs> that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that reaching out instead to something about that very thing which we are seeking to drive away with those other thoughts. And there's a wrong way to mm. do it and a right way to do it. And I don't mean to judge, you know, the wrong way to do mm. it is the way to do it that doesn't further inspire you, that doesn't feed your soul, and the right way to do it does. But there's something yeah. about what I think I'm avoiding that... I think is very nurturing to the soul. And I, I think the, right, yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Tibetan yeah. tradition, the Buddhist tradition, but the, you know, certainly the Hindu tradition and the, and, and the, and the wearing, you know, as we said offline, you know, but like the wearing of a, of a fucking crucifix on a necklace, the wear, wearing of a, an implement of torture, pain and death on a necklace you see mm -hmm. it, it's an attempt and i don't claim that you know i know that it often doesn't work um but uh there's this idea that somehow this awareness of death 
in those moments. That there's a way to be aware of death while I do the dishes that does not help. And there's a way to be aware of death while I do the dishes that uh, fills my breast with love. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So that in that symbol, in that crucifix, in that crucified Lord, uh, what, what, what magic, but what a, what a, what a, what a difficult symbol. <laughs> yeah. yeah but, uh, right. But yes, wake but, up every morning deciding this is the day you will die. When I received that teaching, I just, I knew I couldn't listen to that teaching. I could be ready. I could be ready. You know, my life is so reorganized in the decades since I was first given that teaching. And I had a life when I was given that teaching full of things that were not worth doing. And it's just, just, um, be- just beautiful, just beautiful. That teaching hit me hard too, man. But and they I weren't just, fundamentally different from what I'm doing right now. But I just uh-huh. felt very strongly that they weren't worth doing. Now mm. I'm doing things that are in some ways very similar, rat racy. Um, <laughs> but I could imagine myself doing them on the day that I know that I would die. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's nice. I, you know, it's funny. It's funny you mentioned that because I, I haven't been very good with keeping any of the practices I was so beautifully given by so many teachers, especially our teacher, our shared teacher. Um, but that was one that stuck. They put my left foot on the ground when I get out of bed and I'm I'm a dead man tonight. So when I go Mm -hmm. make my tea for my wife, it's the last cup of tea I'll make her. Not like as it was when I was first trying where initially there might be anxiety or then there might be this kind of preciousness around it. But like, yeah, man, it's the last time I get to make lunch for my kid rather than being so annoyed that I have to get lunch done and look at plans of a building <laughs> on the morning that this is like, and I'm saying goodbye to Sam. And it really gets you promise something. I t- our teacher said something. He said, you do that in a good way. Your life will become like a spiritual party. And I thought it was the most yeah. beautiful, the notion yeah. of a spiritual party. That's yeah. just those two words together. And yeah. I thought, I'm going to go for that. And I feel like I, I have for, since I met him and heard that teaching, I do that every morning. I'm a dead man tonight and it fades, but the, over the years, it kind of starts where you're like, you know, Kev, you're not going to be doing some amazing thing. You're going to, when you're, you might be like putting in a two by four. And is that okay with you? Or last week, just getting to a point of like, I could be incinerated and you know what? It's okay. Not from a, like a, like, it's okay. It's okay if you die putting in this two by four. And I am not there. But, I, you know, and remember when we were having kids, I remember like in seven months, I'm going to have a kid. In six months, oh my gosh, I'm going to be a dad. I only have four. Am I going to be able <laughs> So I did the countdown with my kid. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I don't, it still didn't make me ready. So I don't know how much hope there is around death. But, um, um I do, we do try. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So that's this morning I thought of you because it was a Scottish hymn that came up on my daily office where, where they're singing the Scottish and they're like in the twinkling of an eye in the twinkling of eye, we will be changed. Yes, we will be changed like lightning in the sky in the twinkling of an eye. We will be oh. changed. We will be changed. For God will wipe away every tear. We will be changed in the twinkling of an eye. 
Oh, it's just so like, oh, it's so beautiful, you know. Oh, um, God uh, willing. Yeah, God willing. Yeah. Oh, thank you, dude. This was yeah. helpful for me. Me too. Me too. Yeah. We were, we, we, it was the, yeah, it was a really. Oh, it's my last day, dude. It's my last day. Today's the last day. Oh, you I say that, but well. I got a feeling of warmth and coldness at the same time. Yeah, but that's probably so, that's about you know, right. Man, that's so how you make. That's how you pour a bath water, my man. That's you. <laughs> 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 to really soak it, you gotta get both nozzles in just the right spot. <laughs> <laughs> and then you immerse yourself. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right, I love you, dude. Oh, no, I love you too, man. So cool. All right. Mm-hmm.